Welcome to Chan's the Man Apologetics, a podcast devoted to discussion and discourse without the disdain. I'm your host, Chan Heron. Topics include Christian doctrine, apologetics, political issues, world religions, and much, much more. Let's get started. Have you ever had a conversation with someone on Facebook and it just went nowhere? You feel like you're banging your head against the wall. It's not really a conversation. It's a alternating monologue where you're just waiting for your turn to talk and the other person is just waiting for their turn to talk. And, and what I've discovered is that sometimes it's just useless. It really is. It's just useless. When you put something in writing, writing is not a very good medium to convey tone. Because what happens is someone will read those words and put their own tone into it. And we know that tone can change the meaning of whatever it is you're trying to say. I have decided to only engage with people on Facebook that I know. There's one friend in particular, his name's Peter. He lives in Texas and we coach together over at Temple Christian School in Fort Worth, Texas. And he and I stay connected on Facebook, and we talk about some very controversial subjects. Well, this past couple weeks, I was responding to something that Peter had said, and we were going back and forth when the gentleman by the name of Lee jumped in. Now, normally, I don't respond to these, as I said before, but Lee seemed to be open to discussion, so I engaged with him, and we went back and forth and i invited him to come on my podcast to discuss further and he accepted which i think is fantastic i've offered this opportunity to other people on facebook to communicate and they did not want to do it they just wanted to stay behind the keyboard so lee has accepted my invitation so He's going to come on today's podcast, and we're going to continue the Facebook conversation that we started, and it had to do with marriage, what the definition of marriage is. Now, I must warn you, there is no vitriol, no hatred spewing in this discussion. It is a discussion where two people engage each other in a point-counterpoint conversation and listen and respond without treating each other like dirt. And hopefully this will be an example to others on how you should converse with one another, especially with someone that you don't agree with. So let me introduce to you Lee Offenhauer. Lee, welcome to Chance the Man Apologetics. Thanks, Chan. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to the adventure. So Lee, tell us a little bit of about yourself? Well, I was um, born in the early 50s. I grew up in the 60s. This is back east in suburban Philadelphia. Um, I went to school at Gettysburg College, which is, everyone knows, is in Gettysburg, PA. And they always told me when I went, not to forget the address. Uh, you can edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I started out with a um, major in biology, but because of 
the fascination of that subject, I, I kind of drifted over eventually to major in religion because um, that seemed to me where the most interesting questions were asked, if not answered, at least asked and discussed. So, so the question is, what is marriage? And before I answer the question, I think there's different types of truths. There are truths that we discover and there are truths that we decide. For example, a few years ago, the NFL rules committee got together and they decided to move the extra point back 10 yards. Uh, that they, it was too successful, it was like 98% success rate and they wanted to make it a little bit more difficult. So they got together, I think it was 2015 hmm. and they moved the extra point back. And I did not the, know that. <laughs> Yeah, the NFL Rules Committee can do that if they wanted right. to, if they decided right. to do that. Right. But the NFL Rules Committee couldn't get together and decide to change the speed of light. They can't say, well, you know what? We think the speed of light in the universe is just too fast. We want to <laughs> slow it down. They right. couldn't do that even if they wanted to because the speed of light is not some uh, is not a truth that we decide. It's a truth that we discover. So my question is, is marriage like that? Is marriage... Mm -hmm a truth that we decide or is it a truth that we discover? Now, my conclusion is that marriage is a truth that we discover and that it is one man and one woman for one flesh for one lifetime. And that's the way that uh, I would define marriage. Hmm. Okay. Well, I would, uh, okay, that's interesting. I would back up a little bit from that perhaps. Um, okay. And, and because I agree with what you what you said about the two types of truths, although I'm sure there, I'm sure there's a, I'm sure there's some sort of a gradient between those two. Could be. Um, yep. But yeah, and that, but that's another subject, I suppose. <laughs> right. But, um, but, um, but marriage to me, I, I guess I would want to back up a little bit and and ask the question for you to to you, if if marriage to you, if if the only um, circumscribing uh, event. That's not a good way to put it. But if the only, if if the if the salient aspect of it, if the most important aspect of it, is children, then I would agree with you a hundred percent. Because clearly, you know, two men can't have a baby. I mean, they can adopt. Um, two women, they can be impregnated, but they need you know artificial means to do that, et cetera, et cetera. But in terms of natural uh, procreation, of course, it's a man and a woman. So if that's how you're defining marriage, then I'd agree with you. And I guess this is an awfully short podcast. <laughs> but well, I would say I wouldn't necessarily say that would be the only reason. But it okay. I mean, there's more to it than just procreation. OK, but um, that would be a definite, definite top three. Okay, so it's it's one of the mo the most important, one of the most important, if not the most important, for for you. Is that fair? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, and by your definition, if that's your definition, I I don't disagree with that at all. Um, my definition of marriage, and and I would kind of I don't have the dictionary in front of me here, but I think if we were to look it up, it would say that it's something along the lines of it's a social contract. Um, uh, I don't know if created is the right word, but but allowed by or 
or blessed by, that's not even the right word, by the state, by the local governments or the, you know, the presiding municipalities. Um, and one of the purposes of that could be children, but there are other purposes as well. Um, so it's, it's not simply for, for the sake of children. And that's how I would define it. So in that case, um, you know, to me, marriage is, is any two people that decide they're in, they're in love and they want to make a life together for as long as they can. And they want to share resources and, and take part in the, the benefits that the state offers to married couples, couples, which is, you know, a lot of different things, tax breaks and this and that, um, they should be allowed to get married. And I don't care if they're, you know, two men, two women. Um, now, having said that, I, I can I can hear objections already in my own head. I don't know about, you know, uh, about polygamy. A lot of countries, you know, in times, in fact, times in, you know, Judeo-Christian world, polygamy was a thing. Um, there were, you know, there were any number of, of wives. I, I doubt that there were, that there was one wife with any number of husbands. <laughs> so that's you know, right. patriarchy, but, but whatever. So I could, so I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there would be some, um, some uh, resistances or some questions brought up by my rather broad definition, but I think those could be worked out. Um, I think, you know, people of good, of good will can decide, well, no, we don't really want to have, you know, more than one, more than two couples that we don't want really want to have, you know, a, a three, a three person marriage um, okay. or four, or we can decide, you know, no, it can't be, you know, you can't marry your dog. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I think that's totally fair. So um, you're, you're, you're agreeing that there are some boundaries. Absolutely. In, in the definition, I guess my well, push, my pushback. Absolutely, but let me let me just say, yes, there are boundaries, but those boundaries, I believe, in my my world, in my opinion, are man-made. They would be what you could just call um, decided upon truths. So okay. if if our if our country decided, for example, that polygamy was okay, then it would be okay. Um, you don't have to do it. I, I think that's the beauty. Maybe this is getting outside the bounds of where we are in this particular point in the conversation. But I think the beauty of our country is that we can each have our own definitions and I'm not forcing you to have mine and you're not forcing me to have yours, or at least we shouldn't be. Um, the, the state does put some boundaries on them and I think that's fair. But I would, I would say to put set the boundary at one man and one woman is, is not fair and, it, and it, it disenfranchises you know, tens of thousands of people um, that it has no business doing. So okay, so all right, let me make sure I understand. So you you would put marriage in the category of truths that we decide, and not truths that we discover. Well, again, that would depend on the the definition. If if marriage, if I'm thinking of marriage as the act of procreation, then of course it's it, it's something we discover. But if, if I'm thinking of it as the social contract between those two people, then it's something we decide. But I, okay. if I had to choose, if you asked me to choose one or the other, I'd say it's something we decide. Why do I okay. say that? Because you can procreate all you want. There's all kinds of illegitimate children around. Yeah. They, they're not, you're so, right. You know. 
You're okay. So marriage, so marriage is in a way marriage is not connected uh, necessarily to the biological function of creating children. Okay. Uh, now, I guess that last statement that you made, I would probably give you some disagree okay. with. Far um, away, because I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, and I I'll think, see if I can defend it. <laughs> let, let me ask you this: Can't two men mm-hmm. could already go have a ceremony and commit to loving each other in front of other? They can already do that, um, right? I, I know what you're. I know where you're going. I thought about this too. In between our Facebook conversation, go, go ahead. So, finish up so I guess Sorry. my question would be: Why does the government really need to get involved in that? I, I think the government gets involved in marriage, in natural marriage, because marriage benefits societies. The way I can sum it up is: uh, Society needs babies. Sex makes babies and babies need a mother and a father. And and now obviously this is the ideal because people mess this up. When you when you have strong families that raise up the kids and then the society does better. But I, I just don't think that the government needs to get involved. To, we don't need to change the definition of marriage. Then what I'm saying is if marriage can mean anything then it can't mean it, it, it can't mean anything if 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 cuz right. then i think I you're understand. i think if you allow us to have marriage as a truth that we decide then mm-hmm. what do you do with those who want to marry an animal or want to maybe they're a minor attracted persons and they want to marry someone else and and or have multiple i just think there's a slippery slope yeah that if you go down that road you undermine what marriage actually is okay let's start from there and work work back i i understand that reasoning certainly i don't know how true it is because let's just take the example of someone wants to marry their pet i think any government is well within their rights to say, no, <laughs> you can't do that. It, it's almost a ridiculous notion. I don't think the, the slippery slope you describe, I, I can't imagine that it would ever slide into that. Now, it might slide into polygamy. And, and I would say by your definition of marriage, even uh, what I'm hearing and what you said is that equally important, maybe even more important than procreation is the raising of children by a mom and a dad. Yes. Um, and, and I agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. Although I would put the caveat in there that all things being equal, I would think that would be preferable. However, you can, I would rather have two loving dads or two loving moms rather than a mom and a dad who hate each other and fight and all that. So I don't think just the gender of the of the parents is the most important factor. It's it's the love and the caring. Now it is true that two dads will have a hard time modeling femininity for a daughter and vice versa. So now moving back to the polygamy thing, there are societies all over the world where there have been multiple wives and the children are raised in like a big giant family and they seem to get along just fine. 
So I don't think that simply a man and a woman is the most important factor for for the for the healthy um, raising of a child. So, like I said, I, I don't think the slippery slope would go nearly as far as you might be afraid. I can't imagine any society saying, "Okay, sure, you can marry your pet," and and even if they do, if they did, what would be the effect of that? I mean, first of all, who would do it? There'd be like four people that did it. <laughs> and if they I don't did, know. What, would, what would be the result? <laughs> what would that mean in, in practicality? I don't even know. But but let's leave that part aside. I, I honestly think that that's never going to happen. Um, but let me say this about the, the government dictating. So, okay, what about a civil union? I think they used to call them civil unions. Mm-hmm. Two men can marry or two women or, or a man and a woman that don't want to actually go to a church. And I don't know quite how that works, but in, in my opinion, a civil union would be fine as long as, as long as each partner had the same benefits vis-a-vis or in relation to their other partner as, as a traditional married couple. So in other words, if, if one partner gets in an accident somewhere, the, the partner in the civil union has the right to go and be with them in the hospital room. They're not locked out because, well, who are you? So as long as all of those requirements were met and for all practical purposes, the, a, a civil union had the same societal benefits as a traditional marriage, I would be fine with that. But having said that, and I said that just in almost in those words to my friend <laughs> who is gay, and he said, but it's the, it's the question of dignity because and, and honestly, to tell you the truth, I don't know that I entirely get that. He, his point was that if you say that, that this is real marriage, and I think this was actually back probably in the mid-2000s. As, as I recall, we passed, our government passed, and if this was even Obama, come to think of it, the Defense of Marriage Act. Isn't that right? Right. And they were basically saying um, that marriage is between a man and a woman. Actually, um, I think that was President Clinton, but it Oh, well, uh, you could be right. I think you're, well, that was, don't ask until whatever. It was, the point is, it was, that was done. And, and I remember thinking, well, that's okay. And then a lot of my gay friends were like, no, that's not okay. And I said, well, why? And they said, well, their point was that we are still not looked upon as equal to, to a traditionally married couple. I thought to myself, well, okay. I mean, I, I get it. You know, I, I didn't entirely agree, but see, the reason I didn't agree is because I'm not in that position. From right. from their position, they're looked at by a vast majority of people as somewhat less than. All they're saying is our union is as sacred as your union. It's just different, and it doesn't have the children that we, between us, procreate. But that's the only difference. And furthermore, they made the the, the point, he said that that particular definition is a religious definition. It's one that's given in particular religions. To choose one definition over the other is sort of intrinsically, inherently, sy- systemically disenfranchising, at least in potentiality, a small group, a smaller group of people. And we went back and forth. And I said, well, if everybody imagine this thought experiment was loving and kind and nurturing and generous and tolerant and all of that, it wouldn't be a problem. They wouldn't do anything to you, that majority of people, that 90%, let's say, for throwing out a figure. And he said, you're right. 
but they're not. <laughs> and there would be those that percentage of people who would discriminate in various ways, who would who would be prejudiced and bigoted and, and treat us on the basis of our so-called lesser institutional union because the state now has agreed that it's okay to do that. And I couldn't argue with that. That is true. There you go. So I guess when I was thinking about government mm -hmm. and government's involvement, right. there's, there's three things that the government gets involved with. They condone one behavior, certain behaviors as good, and they prohibit other behaviors, and then they permit certain behaviors. So our government prohibits people stealing and murder. It prohibits that behavior. It prohibits rape. Right. And somebody can't say, well, that's not fair. What if I want to do like that? Well, no, your, your behavior is, uh, is wrong and it hurts others. So right. there's certain behaviors that they prohibit. Right. There's also certain behaviors that they promote. Someone that wants to be a police officer or a, a civil servant uh, and a firefighter, those guys get some extra benefits and stuff right. like that. It doesn't necessarily mean that everybody has to, but those that do, they get that. And then the last one is permit a behavior. Homosexuality, they already permit it. And so why does the government have to tell everybody else that this relationship must be recognized? Why do they care if someone doesn't think that their behavior or their marriage is genuine? They know we're I'm committed to you. You're committed to mm -hmm. me. Right. And so I think those on the same sex marriage side, it's not about equal rights is they want to write that nobody else has to marry a someone of the same sex. Hang on, you just, you just made a horrendous logical leap there. But, but finish your thought, if you will, and let's try to go back to that, because I, I really don't think that's true. But <laughs> Okay, because I'm arguing that if they want to commit to each other, they right. absolutely can. They right. should be able to go to the hospital to see one. They can commit right. to each other. They can exchange vows. They already can do that. Mm -hmm. It's just not marriage. It, it's, it's something else. It's a different relationship. And so because the male-female bond is the only relationship that can produce offspring and men and women are completely different, they balance each other out marriage uh, civilizes men. You don't see too many married men hanging around in street gangs. It, uh, it protects women when they're, there's so many benefits to traditional marriage that benefits society and so that there's give and take. Whereas same-sex marriage can't produce the offspring. And, and I guess my, my point is the government just doesn't need to get involved in that to tell others that we must uh, respect it. Okay, I mean, okay. so that's where I think we're, we're, that's where I'm losing you. I, to me, I don't see the government as telling anybody anything. I would think the government could say, we define marriage as um, it can be a man and a woman, it can be two men, it can be two women. And those marriages are all in the, in the eyes of the government, in the eyes of the state, they are all equal. 
Now, in the now, let's move to the to the traditional marriage. If if you believe that marriage is only a man and a woman, you are free to do that, and you are free to raise your children that way, and you are free to proselytize if you like to everyone else and try to make your case. The only thing you're not free to do is write your law, your definition into the state, into codify it in law, because the law is applies to more people than just your view. So I don't, okay. I don't and, see how you get from the state, the, the state, they're not telling you, you have to believe something. If, if, let me ask you a question. Do you feel that that is them telling you that you have to do something or believe something or feel something? I, I don't quite understand how you get from that to you feel they're telling you something. Well, I, I guess I would say they've redefined marriage. Nothing has really but changed. Not, but, Everybody, but not for you. They didn't redefine it for you. They just broadened the definition. And it well, includes again, you. It includes yeah, that's you. Part, that part I get, Lee. Okay. And the, but the issue then goes back to, is marriage the kind of thing that you discover or is it yeah. something you decide? And if God exists, if there is a God that created mm -hmm. the universe, and I believe there is, and he made men and women and he gave us the institution of marriage, then to change that, is to change the creator's ideal. Okay, and but but now hang on right there because I agree with all that. Given that first if you said if there is, and if there's you a proceeded, God, you proceeded to 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 lay out a a Christian you know worldview, and that's totally legit. But but the salient word there is if. So right. if I'm on the other side and I don't necessarily believe that, or or let's just let's just make it real. I believe that God exists, but on the other hand, I look around at the world and I go, okay, but I don't think God doesn't really make mistakes. I don't think, although th that leaves a lot of questions, but I see all manner of gay people. I have an extremely close friend whose who's, um, son is gay. In fact, she's a Christian. She said, when my son started growing up, it was clear as day to me, this, this kid is just not like his brother. He doesn't mm -hmm. care about all those things. So she asked me, so does God make a mistake? So I said, well, I don't think so. So I'd have to go back to you and say, if God made people to, that are legitimately and naturally homosexual attracted to the same sex, why should they not be afforded the benefits of, of marriage? Just because, I mean, I'm not that up on all the details of the Bible, but I don't know where it says that in the Bible, and it doesn't even matter where it says it, even if it said it. To me, marriage is, is an institution created by man. So okay. it, I don't think it was created by God. I really don't think that. I mean, I, you know, I don't. So your religion and your belief in it is entirely wonderful and possible and legitimate, and you're, you can have it. You just can't dictate to others what they should believe based on your religion. You see what I mean? Right now, the key word, the key <laughs> word that you mentioned there is dictate. And dictate, I'm with right. you right there. I don't want to dictate. I okay. don't want to codify, I don't want to codify into law that people must be married according to uh, the definition of, of natural marriage. That's right. not what I want to do. My okay. goal 
is to try to persuade. I want to try to make an argument for the position that exists and not something that I came up with. I will say this, and this is true. Christians have treated the homosexual community horribly. When Christians do those horrible things, they're disobeying God. They're not God does not promote that. So that's neither I here could, nor there. I could not agree with you more. I, think I don't that. I do not want to see homosexuals bullied. I don't right. want to see them harassed. I don't want to see them murdered. My view is also that they're made in the image of God and they're there worthy of they have inherent inherent worth and dignity because right. they bear God's image. That's okay. my ultimate so, view there. Okay, so let me jump right in there because this this then goes exactly back to what I was telling you my conversation years ago with my gay friend when I said to him, you know, why couldn't there just be civil unions? And and I said, you know, if 90% of the people, if everybody just, just believed exactly as you just said, then it wouldn't matter. And he said, correct, but they don't. <laughs> and so, right. and he's right. So you're right. So again, to his point, he, his point was, if you don't, if, if the state doesn't make it equal in the eyes of the state, then there's always that opening for those types of people to come in and justify to themselves their, their horrifically hateful actions. The truth is, people are going to do that no matter what. <laughs> I right. mean, that's all true. But I will say yeah. this, Lee. Many mm. people that I've tried to have a conversation with about this feel yeah. that if I don't affirm those individuals, then I, they won't even talk to me because they, they equate not affirming with hatred rather than, look, I can still have a conversation with mm. you and disagree with the behavior, but still listen to what you have to say and okay. try to use persuasion. That's all I want. I don't want any laws trying to force okay. people to adopt my view. Yeah. So, well, let, me, but, okay, but, let me go back to one other thing that that you you mentioned earlier, uh, okay. because you said God doesn't make mistakes, and I would like to address that. And okay. there was an, there was an assumption that you made that I think mm -hmm. is incorrect, and okay. that assumption is that God created people homosexuals. There's where I would disagree with you, and I would also say that He didn't create people heterosexual either. I wasn't born heterosexual. I was born male and my my reproductive system complements the female reproductive right. system. Right. So I argue that homosexuality is not something you are. It's a behavior. Okay, but, but wait, hang but on wait, right wait, there. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. All right. I just me, have to remember my thought. <laughs> okay. Let me make okay, this one other point and then I will, uh, then okay. you can have it. And okay. that is... Don't we all have desires that we shouldn't act upon? I mean, I've had desires of being attracted to another woman that was not my mm -hmm. wife, mm -hmm. but I yeah. shouldn't act upon that. You see, yeah, there you go. So, well, that's, that's a that's a great point, and but it's it's in a different category in a way than. And again, I'm not speaking from personal experience, so I don't know, but I am speaking from the people that I do know. In fact, this one guy that I mentioned. He was a member of a church years ago who felt much this much as you do, but they tried to make him and he tried to become heterosexual and he just he just drove himself crazy. And I remember him during those times. He was 
absolutely miserable. While it is true that that is true, it's a good distinction. You know, homosexual any sexuality, your sexual proclivities, no matter what they are, are behaviors. Um, right. I agree, but there, but they're also their behaviors that are not all of them, not all of them, but but many of them are deeply rooted in your in who you are. They're they're biologically, you know, they're biologically driven. Let's do studies. Let's try to find out. Like, I would have no doubt that there are many people who, due to their upbringing, due to their experiences, they get twisted. And so they get twisted and they start to make decisions just in in reaction to these horrific experiences. And they wind up, you know, doing something that maybe if you had to put that same baby in a loving family, they wouldn't. So, you know, but, but there's also some like and my friend is a perfect example wonderful family loving parents no you know no awful things going on there he just knew from a very early age as do so many that i've met that they just were attracted to the same sex they had no interest in in the opposite sex so so what are you going to do with those people are you going to say you can't you can never kiss that guy if you're a guy you can never have sex with him you can never do anything and and how far will you extend that? You can't get married. I mean, what if somebody they love somebody, some each other so so deeply they just want to spend their lives together and they want to be acknowledged as as a married couple? I mean, to me, who is that hurting? <laughs> it's not hurting anybody, really. Yeah, I don't think the issue is who are they hurting. I don't think that's the issue. The issue is I think that it's not something that they are. The people on the side that feel that they must they that god gave them that behavior i think is is an assumption that is well, because not you, the be, not the behavior but but god gave them that proclivity god gave them that i mean that you know like you said someone who's just born that way they weren't that way because they had twisted um experiences growing up they're that way because that's the way their biology is and if you believe that we were created by God. That means our biology. Then God, then ergo, God created me this way. So, See, and there's there's where we would differ because you have to take into other factors that the, we live in a broken world. Everything is broken. I know I'm a broken man, even though I'm a follower of Christ and I try to love others. There are times when I uh, sure. have thoughts that I shouldn't have, sure. and it's only by the grace of God that I don't act on those desires. I guess that's my point. Uh, the, the behavior being, being made that way, I don't think is, is, is true. It's an assumption that is right. quite often made, but it's just not argued for. Okay. It's just well, uh, leaving that part aside, let's, let's just say that, I mean, it's true. What, what I hear of what you're doing is you're, you're, you're backing up, let's say to make the definition uh, behavior versus um, in inborn, in other words, what you are versus what you do, and and that's that's fine. correct. I, I I'll give you that, but I would say to you, my point would be, and I think I said it. I just don't see how allowing a man and a man to marry, or a woman and a woman to marry, and have have in the eyes of the state have an equal, um, an equal. They're looked at equally as a man and a woman. I just don't see how that hurts you who may not believe that or or someone who doesn't i just don't see how 
It, it doesn't it doesn't hurt you. It's not part of your life. It's their life. Right. right? <laughs> and I understand no. that you personally aren't trying to dictate to them <clears throat> what they should do. Right. But in effect, by by arguing for for a somewhat secondary status to that civil union, um, you are in effect because you're arguing for the state to then look down upon its entire flock, for lack of a better term, um, some of whom believe one way, some of whom believe another way, some of whom believe yet a third way. They look down on that and they choose one of those ways and say, this is the best and these others are somewhat lower. So that's, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, but doesn't, doesn't, isn't that the way the law works? Doesn't the law say that some behaviors are better than others? Yes, behaviors, but only behaviors. This goes back to, and I wanted to say this before, I'm glad we came around to that, because this goes to the question of morals um, and ethics. And and you mentioned on the, the Facebook page that, oh, well, you're a moral relativist. And, or, and I said, no, I'm absolutely not. I mean, to me, you know, the, the question of morals and, and values is paramount. But so, right. yes, so, yes, the state does look at certain behaviors as as bad and others as acceptable. But those, right. all of those that are bad have to do with um, with forcing something upon another person. So, in other words, if you're stealing from someone, right. you are you are injecting yourself into their life and taking something from it against their will that right. if they if they could could say no they and make it not so they would um, or it could be any number of things but that's generally what we consider as bad so so to me a, a behavior that doesn't hurt anyone else there's no reason to make that to make that secondary there's no reason to make that in some way large or small wrong it's it because it doesn't hurt anyone else. It's people that are living their lives in that way. On the other hand, if a person or a couple or a group has a belief that it is within my right, if I see some somebody that has something I don't like I, that I want, I can just take it because it says here right in my in my Bible that I can do that. Well, OK, the, the state's going to say, well, you're you're welcome to that belief but you can't act on that because now, you know, you are affecting that other person against their will. So that's where, that's the distinction. It's, it's, it's whether you're affecting somebody else in a negative way against their will. Well, see, uh, we can use an example of how it does hurt people. Let me ask you this. Do you think every child deserves a mother and a father? Well, that's, that's a, that's kind of a loaded question. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, no, I don't mean it loaded as gotcha. I mean, no, I think I we would. But, but I understand. But if I, but it's it's complicated. Maybe is a better way to say it. Okay. Um, I, I think would... I would say no. I would think that every child deserves deserves. I would put it this way: every child deserves a loving home, a loving upbringing, and I don't care if it's a mother and a father so much. I mean, good Lord, how many single parents are there these days? Right, right. Um, every child deserves that, but I don't think they, so I guess the answer to your question is no, I, I don't think every child deserves necessarily a mother and a father. They deserve a loving upbringing, however that shows up. I think we, we could look at the overall studies that children that are in a loving 
home and mm -hmm. that includes a loving mother and a loving father and a present yeah. mother yeah. and father do right. better in all categories if you take same-sex couples and they want to adopt every it all those different uh relationships whether it's two men or two women would deprive every child of either a mother or a father now i'm not saying they can't be loving please don't hear that please don't hear i'm not no, saying i didn't that. i didn't i didn't hear that even <laughs> but no, is that good that we know that that men and women they're just they're different they discipline different they yeah. they're emotional different and they're right. just different and i think that's part of the the marriage thing is that they balance each other out whereas yeah. two men and two women they push each other to their extremes and the, no, that's, I, don't, that's, I don't know about that because i would say i would say this I, I mean i hear what you're saying but i would say this that that every being has uh, male, male and female um, characteristics, let's say. Okay, so fair enough. Versus, yep. Feminine versus masculine. Okay. Um, it has nothing to do with gay or straight. Um, we all have, you know, there are some men that are just the classic, you know, and then there are some men who are very sensitive and artistic and empathetic. And, you know, so, so the point being that in a relationship, people in, in a same sex marriage, and I've seen this with, with couples, that I know they do tend to balance each other out. Couples tend to find that balance. So I know what you're saying about the balance, but I don't think it's always applicable strictly to biological men and women. And I was going to say, if, if you have two loving men or two loving women who want to adopt a child, wouldn't you think it's better for, for them, for that child to be with two loving parents rather than be you know, raised up in an orphanage or in the state system or of the two, I think most people would say, yeah, you'd better off having two parents. Now, if you're going to say, but see, and this again, this comes back to the, the dignity aspect. And the well, can, I, aspect. can I answer? Can I answer that question? Uh, oh, yeah, I, sure. I think that question right there is one of the is a very fair question and is one of the more difficult questions to answer and yeah. you know obviously ideally i would want that child to have a mother and a father but right. i realize that that's not always possible yeah, because we live in, in in a broken a, a broken world I, I feel like that is a fair question but either even in an orphanage they're being mm -hmm. deprived of a mother and a father you know, right. so or, at least yeah. with with the two loving, you know, couple, yeah. I, I, I think they are living, at least getting some stability there. Yeah. I think that is a fair assessment. But my 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 brothers would be obviously, you know, one man and one woman. Lee, we've we've got about a minute forty. I know we, we did. This has here. been <laughs> listen. This has been a great conversation. There's there's more that I would like to get in with you but uh we might have to do this again i've really enjoyed <laughs> the conversation um yeah. it, it's pretty I, rare that um i meet somebody on facebook and we have such a great conversation like you and i've had yeah, so. i agree chan it has been it's been a pleasure and i i would i'd like to meet you sometime we i feel like we could discuss all manner of things we might yeah we might find and you know interesting commonalities <laughs> 
Thank you for listening to Chan's The Man Apologetics, a podcast aimed at promoting the Christian worldview. If you enjoyed what you heard today, consider sharing with a friend. Until next time, I'm Chan Heron.